Hey everybody, this is your boy Davis over at the Con Freaks and Geeks, and I would like to welcome you to another episode of Pop Culture Gems. This is a series where we talk to amazing creators, artists, cosplayers, voice actors, and more. If you want to check out more of the series, give us a thumbs up and or subscribe to our YouTube channel, the CFG channel, or you can listen to it on any podcast services like Apple, Google Podcasts, what have you. If you do, definitely leave a thumbs up or a check mark. It goes a long way for us. And uh, if you uh, or if you want to check out uh, the fantastic geeky content in one area, just go to our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com for the whole package. Our guest in this episode is a super geeky, a uh, super geek. <laughs> if I if I had ever met one. Yes, she is known. Yeah, I'm geeky too. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, you are the geek. That's all. That's what I'm describing right now is you. <laughs> yeah, you're super geeky. And then uh, uh, and uh, she's known for the most amazing cosplays that, uh, of beloved characters like Storm, Wasp, Gamora, J- Jace, and a whole lot more. She is a super comic book nerd and is a and, and, and is like a well of encyclopedia knowledge of it. She is a cosplayer, model, gamer, and more. I would like to welcome Ceremony, Ceremony Cosplay. How are you doing? Ooh, hey, doing good. <laughs> oh. I mean, we're, we're all surviving. I know. Surviving and vibing. Oh my god, yeah. It's like it's like an understatement. <laughs> you know what's kinda of sucks because you know how you have to say like with pleasantries, it's like, hey, how are you doing today? And it's like when you really think about it, it's like, well, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it could be a little bit better. But yeah. no. Yeah, I kind of have that, the it's it's realistic optimism. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just fine, you know, day by day. So it's not bad, not good. I'm just I'm that uh like chaotic neutral that's mm. where i'm at that's basically the best way to say chaotic neutral it is what it is <laughs> exactly uh, well anyways let's get down to it uh and i, I mean uh and uh who is ceremony cosplay i am uh, a phoenician <laughs> born and raised uh costuming since 2010 um, in 2012 i started doing charity cosplay with the arizona avengers who are a uh local um, 503c uh, nonprofit. Uh, we do lots of uh, hospital visits, uh, events for the community that benefit uh, children, promoting literacy, work with kids need to read, uh, make a wish foundation. And it's a, it's a lot of fun to be able to do something that I enjoy from a community level with the costuming con community and just from a personal skill level with each costume that I build you get to enjoy it on a, uh, a a little bit deeper level and you get a different type of resonance when you see kids that light up seeing a group of characters that maybe they wouldn't be able to experience because they, they're not able to go to Comic-Con, you know, much less, you know, the bigger events that, you know, we kind of take for granted within the community. So it, it blows them away every time. And that is something that uh, I'll never get tired of. That's cool. Are you still part of the uh, uh, the AZ Avengers? I, 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 it's been mm-hmm. a while for me. Oh yeah, man, I can't believe yeah. it's been eight year, eight eight years, or no, ten years, ten years, right? Yeah. Well, since well, it was twenty twelve, it was like fall of twenty twelve when I joined. So yeah, it'll be coming up eight years. Yeah. Well, eight years <laughs> with them, but ten years of just cosplaying and everything, right? Yeah. Oh. Yep golly that's that's like time is flying i remember because i remember i think i met you was it amazing arizona i think it was amazing arizona comic-con when it was at the uh phoenix convention center like a long time ago like mm-hmm. in the early 2000s and stuff and i was like yeah. oh who's that who's that uh i think it was storm no it was wasp i think it was your wasp, wasp. cosplay yeah <laughs> and i was like oh okay cool and then, like and then just now just to see how it is now like skip to now it's like you've done so much and you've done you're doing so many things uh so many cool things inside projects it's really very admirable i will say yeah, thanks. Yeah, I mean, as as long as it's it's fun and I'm I'm enjoying my uh, community and building that skill set, that's that's what it is. It's that trifecta because there's a lot of people, especially right now, just to bring back the "How are you?" in a world of pure chaos. Like, okay, you know, as expected, but but our little life preservers are the things that that keep us moving forward. And a lot of people can get burnt out with cosplay and and rightfully so I, I i 100% understand so for me what keeps me as excited and as motivated is i'm still not where i want to be skill wise i i never want to be there because then that means you know 
once once you top out you 100% a level mm-hmm. then what right you know, i always want to to push push the envelope and and keep growing you know different skill sets it's like okay with that first costume start out baby steps and you do a little bit more a little bit more and my criteria now for picking costumes is tackling some facet that i haven't done before mm-hmm. so it's moving from bodysuits to capes to wings to tails to tentacles to body paint to <laughs> other prosthetics to you know where i'm at now where it's just like a culmination of all of those things right so right. my uh current goal is just to work on armor mm. because i've only done very minimal armor work uh, but not too many of the characters that I like and that I feel passionate about are armor wearers. So it would be more of a, a design uh, motivation. More like a kind of like an original kind of uh, kind of themed or uh, like, you know, yeah. a, a cert- ceremony kind of touch kind, uh, uh, for the character itself. Yeah. I, original characters are always fun. They have that. I mean, that's, that's the open door. Uh, it's weird because like I'll vacillate between like, Oh, it's, it's too much canon material to make it exact. And it's like, oh, if you post it and you don't have, you know, this little thing that's pink, but it's more coral, people are gonna ream you over it. But if you do something that is original, it's like, okay, well now I don't, I have so much control. I don't know what to do. Someone tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. So finding that, that middle ground for things. Um, I think that's why people respond so well to like fan art and mashups, because you have some source material that you can stay true to, to help guide you in your design process but then you can take some liberties and have a little bit of free reign over other elements of the costume that's fair enough that's yeah that's that's pretty good that's true uh and uh what initially got you into cosplaying in the first place yeah i mean that's a that's a tough one the 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 tried and true answer is i like costumes i like comic books (laughs) so it's it's a very baseline i think people that aren't really into that type of of fantasy that type of expression people that aren't really into fashion or makeup it's it's a little bit harder for them to get into but it's like if you're already in that type of creative field it's just a hop skip and a jump to you know to costuming and then when you get further into the community it definitely keeps you there because then you're surrounded by other people that are like Oh, I really like this thing. I'd like to make this thing. I'm like, you know, I'd like to see you make that thing. Maybe I can wear this that goes with it. And you've built up something that is way beyond just a costume party at, at that point. Right, right. You're able to discuss, you know, why did you pick that costume? What does that mean to you? And that's when you get into like that, that real uh, connection that's a part of the costume. I explained to a friend of mine who does, um, she does a couple different types of art. She writes and paints. And it's like, okay, well, when I'm creating something, as she's telling me, I'm putting it on a canvas. I'm putting it on a shelf for people to come and look. You are putting it on your person. You are wearing it live. So you're, you're getting, you're your own walking gallery at that point. And it didn't really like connect with me, but it's like, yeah, it takes guts to do what, what cosplayers do. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for that. So tangent, I'm just going to clap one out for everybody <laughs> that has the guts to get out there and be passionate about something and put on a costume and rock it because there are other art forms that give us a little bit of distance from that. There are lots of other art forms that when they receive criticism, it's never personal. And with costuming, oftentimes it, it is. Even though they're strangers online, it's still that that chips away at you, you know, inside a little bit. Right, right. So well, I uh But then again I am though too. Oh yeah, yeah, but then again though too, it's just like I mean uh, yeah, I definitely understand. Like, I mean, when you got when you get the drive to uh because you like comics, you like what I mean the 
the layout is definitely there. I mean, you're definitely into yeah. that kind of stuff uh, as it is, which makes it easier or more like, you know, subjectable for you to wanting to get into it more. But I mean, there was nothing that kind of just drove you in to just say, oh, wow, okay, uh, WonderCon 20, 2010 is out, uh, is here. It's like, I want to go and attend it. But then it's like, there was nothing that said, you know what, I want to dress up for that event specifically itself. Uh, or there was like, or there was, it, it just kind of just, like uh, it just dawned on you that you were wanting to get into it, uh, uh, get into it. There was no like drive uh, into it. You just hopped into it like a uh, fresh into it. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, feet, feet first. Um, yeah. I think my, I had gone to Phoenix Comic Con before dressing up. Mm. So it's like, you're aware of people in costume. It's, it's so hard for you not to be. So it was just kind of like an organic thing of like, Oh, these people are doing this. That's cool. Like I know it happens go the next year. Maybe I will too. Like it's, it's, it's a basic uh, drive. It, it was for me mm. uh, just to, they can't, so why, or they, they do. So why can't I? So no, I, fair just, enough. I, I jumped in, I taught myself how to sew and the rest is history. So you didn't know how to sew even before all of that. You just like, it. Just, wow, that that's a pretty incredible drive. I will say, I will say uh-huh. that's really cool. So uh, what was the first cosplay that you made on your own? I'd say like without modifications, everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not go that crazy. <laughs> like, let's say, <laughs> let's say like, like, let's say your first cosplay itself, like the one that you said, okay, like you said, uh, when you went and uh, went to PCC last year, but regularly, the next year you went to it again, but then you dressed up, uh, you made a homebody like cosplay. Like what, what was, what was that? What was the first one of that? I think it was my, my nineties Jim Lee storm would be the first one that I, 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 I took a needle to. Oh, wow. So I just had- the, the base suit and then I put all the straps on it made the cape made the puffy made the the <laughs> <laughs> oh, made, man. I added the 90s to it oh man that's like a what's it called uh that oh that that well you are definitely going big when it came with with a Jim with Jim Lee's storm with the hair and all that stuff oh my god <laughs> yeah well the wig was the wig was rough <laughs> <laughs> my my very first uh version of of storm was thrown together. it was a closet cosplay that i just did for a fun event and i was like i'll just do the movie one because it's like what is it black leather i have tons of black leather done throw on a wig and then me being an infant and like what how do i get a, a white wig i can't find what is this party city lady gaga platinum blonde good enough <laughs> it's like done let's go with that now yeah, then you just look up like a deflated version of missy elliott's silver <laughs> the silver <laughs> the silver thing with the cape and all that <laughs> that's yeah, cool i i was not super fly i mean no it was fine it was fine just like <laughs> the the wig like people were like oh like are you lady gaga no some people said storm and some people were just like oh this mm. is just a costume spy femme fatale type of thing so oh man i just kept well you you definitely came a gigantic long way from where you initially started so that's really cool i love it oh that's awesome and uh like uh what is what is the hardest thing for you when it when it uh when it comes to cosplay like what is the hardest like you know thing you you come across when you are making your uh your cosplays or just the cosplay scene in general that's a hefty one. So I'll, I'll tackle the, the costumes mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a two-prong one. So the, the two hardest things are either the materials that you need that don't exist oh, good. or references that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, with comics specifically, it's tricky, especially when you're dealing with older comics or comics that aren't top tier, a.k.a obscure x-men which i like to do (laughs) and from issue to issue different illustrators will put different variations it's like can we can we get on the same page can we literally get on the same page with with the design so it's like filtering through finding the most accurate if if that's my goal for the costume is to go for for canon and for accuracy it's finding those those references so that i can make it how i want Um, and then materials it can be a search that goes on some things can't really be made especially when it comes to like textiles and fabrics that's not 
you can usually make most weapons and builds and things like that. But when it just comes down to like a material, like that isn't, a, that isn't something that we can readily make. Like I don't have a loom that I'm making my four-way stretch on to get that exact shade of green for Megan or whatever the case might be. So sometimes when I'm fabric shopping, I'll buy stuff. I'll be like, this will come in handy for something. Cause I guarantee you when I need it, I won't be able to find it. Mm -hmm. uh, so like seasonal window shopping just to have what's, what's in here is all fabric, these cubes. So, and it's all categorized by color. <laughs> so <Wow. it's> like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> having, having that battery of materials on hand definitely helps. Um, and it's also kind of worked in the reverse where I see, wow, I've got a lot of purple vinyl for whatever reason. I wonder what this could be used for. Oh, you know who has this type of costume? Well, let me look into that. And then it's just a, a, a tangent research and getting into characters or series just from trying to jog my memory from fabric. Mm. Um, and then the second part of your question was just the hardest part of the community or the most difficult part of the community. Well, let's say the hardest, like the most challenging, let's say that. I wouldn't want to say the hardest part, but like the challenging parts of the cosmic community itself in general. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, right now it's non-existent well, yeah. <laughs> um, and just generally speaking, I know we, no one planned for this or thought this would happen, but it's hard when you're into a, you know, a, a club, a gathering community, whatever you want to call it, if it's com almost, almost completely debilitated from the lack of meeting together, we're one of the few hobbyists, creatives that, you know, our, our system kind of breaks down because we thrive so much on meeting each other and having these events in person. Like, yeah, there's, there's social media and the community is still thriving there. So I'm not, um, you know, going to, to underestimate the, the connectivity of that, but it's, it's a bummer when it's like people are making plans to travel, lodge, see friends that live out of state. And there, there really aren't other communities that are are like that, that, that do what we do and have what we have, especially on such a global scale. And aside from, from that, I would say the most difficult part would be just trying to, to keep those connections. There's a lot of cool creatives out there that are doing things that are different and interesting, that are making all sorts of uh, content, either just for enjoyment or educational people that do tutorials. And they're almost like they're a whole different beast that thrives on like the, the education of growing a different skill set. Um, and so without that motivation for people to like make things, photographers are suffering, makeup artists are suffering, you know, wig stylists are suffering. And it's like, okay, everyone's shooting, either self-shooting, which I, I think is a cool skill set to build as mm. a content creator, whatever the case may be. But to like cut off that option that you had is is kind of a drag. Pretty strong. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, pretty so strong it's, cut. It's, it's tough. Um, I'm trying to think outside of, let's say everything was the status quo and we're living in early February, 2020. So. <laughs> right back in time. <laughs> um, yeah, I would still say like connectivity with friends that, that aren't in your local circle. Um, it is easy to get discouraged because you see, oh, wow, so-and-so churned out X many costumes this month. I haven't done any. Mm -hmm. So it can either motivate you or it can weigh you down depending on your, your disposition, where you are, you know, everyone's mental health is different. And the, the lens of social media is, is a blessing and a curse. And we have to know when to pull back on some things and when it can be used as, as a positive tool. Right. right. So navigating that, especially now, since we are all basically virtual, we need to just be aware of where, where we are, what we can do, what's plausible, and just navigate that uh, that in a healthy way. Mm. That's a good way. That's a good way of putting it. I definitely like that. 
Um, and uh, is there anything that's specifically that you were wanting to cosplay that's like on your wish list to uh, to do, but it's either on hold for obvious reasons or or just financial or anything? You know, like is there anything out there that you that that you're willing wanting to do, like to make? I have a list of costumes that are going to get remade. Mm. Um, and I have a few costumes that are on my to-do list. It's nothing that's really daunting skill-wise. It's just a matter of motivation, like pushing pushing myself to, to do it. Um, there aren't too many things that I have that are really like a financial. I'm, I'm a very thrifty costumer. Oh, that's perfect. I will say that. No, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's great. You know, I, I try to keep the cost low. Cause it's like, even if you keep everything, like let's just use our baseline of, of 20 bucks for a just standard superhero costume. Mm-hmm. Your wig, decent, is going to be about $20. Your lenses, decent. For me, prescription, 20 to $40. Your base fabric, if you get it wholesale, maybe 10 to $15 that's going on the low end. And then your other things like you know, thread zippers, fascinators, and then your shoes and or boot covers. If we're all 20, it's like, that's, that's a hundred dollars just for like a base, very base suit. Not even counting if you want to calculate your own time into the project, you know, much less like a, a commission or, or something like that. So be, the value and cost of a, of a costume is definitely weighed in terms of what takes priority. So if I can do some like intermediate, I'd say maybe 10 hours worth of work would be like an intermediate costume versus like, oh God, there's this thing that I want to tackle. This is one of those skill building costumes. I want to take my time with it. You okay. Know, that's... That's a whole whole different ballgame. Whole different. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Jeez. Well, it's mm-hmm. funny. It's funny. Like I mean, I've been doing conventions forever, and like uh, maybe twice I have ever cosplayed. Like ever. Like <laughs> like into it. So like uh uh, and it's just like I've always found it very like admirable for people who like to who dress up and not. I mean, it's not even dress up for like one. Sometimes people bring like four five different outfits in one just in one weekend and i'm like man so like you have it scheduled between these hours that you decide to go back to the hotel room redress it all up again and then you're and uh to be someone completely different in the second half of the uh of the event it's like that is just dedication so so no i definitely i i definitely under uh well i may not be able to relate since i never did it myself but i will say that it's like it's definitely it's work it's definitely some crazy work it is work. Yeah. It's, it's a labor of love and that's how I I describe it often. Mm -hmm. So you feel like you're going to spend all this time, this money to make this thing, to be in it for a couple hours and get pictures of it. And then you're not going to wear it until the next thing. Yeah. All right. You know, whatever floats your boat. Okay. That's the business. You know, (laughs) that's exactly. And, uh, uh, and I also know, like, uh, uh, I know kind of veering away from cosplay itself. I know you're also a very big comic book nerd. Cause I remember a long time ago, we did a podcast along, uh, uh, a weekly podcast of, uh, comic books and stuff. But like, uh, I'm just, I'm wondering, like, what have you been reading recently? Um, it's been catching up on a lot of short runs that mm-hmm. I missed. Um, I think the most recent uh, series slash arc, I don't know. It was only, a, it was a, just a five issue run. It was a Nightcrawler one. Mm-hmm. So already I'm like, oh, I love it. <laughs> and it was Nightcrawler and Megan. And I'm like, oh, Megan. <laughs> wonderful. What? Yeah. There's a, there's mm-hmm. a book of Nightcrawler and Megan. Yeah. There was just uh, a couple months ago. I, I wish I had my phone. I think, uh, I think it's the amazing Nightcrawler. Yeah. It's only five issues. <sighs> I didn't, man. Like, I totally like eighty six Marvel because I was actually getting annoyed <laughs> for like, because like, uh, uh, like I, I'm a big X Men fan. I mean, and I know you are a big X Men fan and stuff, but the direction that Marvel was taking, I think, when they had the announcements back in March, I believe, when they were adding these new characters. Uh, just didn't feel like they were genuine. Like um, I don't know if you knew, know about this or, or, or if you're aware of it, but like they added new characters, and the characters that they added were didn't seem like they were 
they 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 basically just felt like they were half-assing it. They didn't even they didn't even really kind of you know gave it any kind of emphasis. So I was like, you know what? I can't back y'all. I can't. I like in good conscience, I cannot deal with this. You bring back Logan. You don't want to bring you you don't want to separate uh, Laura Laura Kinney. You still want to call her Alden Wolverine. You have old man Logan on top of that with the regular Logan. And like like where are y'all going on direction? And don't even get me started with X Men. X Men is just totally a garbage fire now compared. To <laughs> you know so i mean like uh yeah so i'm sorry my rant's over <laughs> my rant's over oh no that. we can listen we can talk about that all day long oh, oh let's long. let's talk about that because like that really i mean that is like a dagger like out of the history of x-men and it's funny because i've always felt that they treated x-men as like the red-headed stepchild of like right, which is the whole theme of the comic and it's like you're making the problem <laughs> you know I, I, exactly it's so weird to me that you do that you do this and then you also have like a group of people like like uh when they introduced the inhumans the inhumans felt like it was treated better than the x-men were and i was just like y'all are virtually the same kind of people just called something completely different uh uh, uh completely different and yet you're still and you still there's still no love for them so the i, I don't know i've uh like i am legitimately upset about the x-men uh about how x-men comics work i mean what do you think oh yeah no 100 and using i'm going to piggyback on the uh the inhumans i think there are other forces at play with mouse ears pulling the strings <laughs> you think so man i think uh like okay i know the pettiness that happened when they didn't own the rights i understand that i really do understand that now you own the rights and then you just mm -hmm. refuse to just make a stupid story, like, uh, like a a creative story, and and like let's say, look, and this is not even including the fact that you don't want to, you want to introduce. I mean, this is like new generation of people. So, but uh, like, there is all this. The uh, X Men is in due time for new cast members, and yet you don't want to do that. And, like, I don't understand, like, like how y'all can just keep the same people in line from the past 50 years the whole bull the whole bs of of uh of cyclops and jean gray and then, then to just make a secondary jean gray with miss uh with a uh with marvel girl and have her own stupid yeah, standalone yeah madeline Pryor, all this nonsense it's like you just don't like do you, are y'all just afraid of inch like what are y'all afraid of I, I don't understand it at all. Like, what are y'all afraid of just uh, of trying new things? I mean, my God, you, you know, it's like, uh, I just want to shake the hell out of you. <laughs> I think, and I'm, I'm going to get really, not really dark, but we're going to take it to a dark place. Okay. I think it's, it's, it's death. Anytime you deal with the character and those three, Gene, <laughs> expert at dying, Logan, expert at dying, Nightcrawlers died twice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how many of the Avengers have gone through that? Uh, let's see. Right. I can't even think of it. Like, like, well, no, like, yeah, because usually the deaths are like side weird side stories and stuff, or or they didn't really happen, or or yeah, or, or whatever. What if, yeah, or you know, uh -huh. some You're one right. shot. Mm -hmm. And it's like this is these are all key players for this team, and. A plot point isn't to kill off just to bring back. And that's what I think is is dirty. And I think that uh, going back to what you said about the pettiness and the uh, uh, cor corporate rat coming in, they tried so long to devalue the X-Men when they didn't have it. And mm -hmm. so now they're at this place where they do, but now they've got all these other properties mixed in and humans being one because they had a show. At the time when... It was, I think, uh, Inhumans was running at the same time that The Gifted was running. Gifted, terrible. I, I couldn't get through a part of one episode. Oh, really? Yeah. What, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Not, no, you're totally right. Not for me. Um, so you have, and then, of course, they're going to attribute, oh, well, people just don't like X-Men. It's like, well, did you guys watch Legion? Oh, God, Legion was amazing. Legion? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's like, how about you just get people that are just as committed as Russo, uh, Russo brothers and everybody else that can carry guardians from a, at best C list. Uh, you're being, line you're being too nice. Group. It is not a C It is definitely not a I'm, C. 
Because like you, you because yeah, because remember like the times like with C characters, like like if it were if they were a strong cast, they wouldn't have to have a special character every freaking time. Like it's not, it's never. Why do they always have like Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxies or or Spider Man and the Guardians of the Galaxies? Those these people change, they rotate consistently, constantly because they can't, they don't have the strength. Kind of like how Iron Man, Iron Man for the longest of time was not a good was not a good comic book it's still tech in my opinion still technically isn't but like uh uh, uh but like it, because of the success of the movies it kind of did it, it they they vamped it up but like overall that book that book is a c <laughs> you know at best <laughs> at best but uh but uh no but like uh oh uh, i i have the link uh here i was taking a look like okay like uh the new warriors so they uh when they added the new warriors earlier this year they had uh snow f- uh character called snowflake and safe space and uh i'm going <laughs> like you have, you, have you heard of these have you seen this before this is this is funny no. okay so like they were trying to okay so they were wanting to make the new to bring back the uh, the new warriors uh the group the new warriors so instead of uh so they but they just threw they created their own characters without any kind of level of context of where these characters are coming from so they just decided to make a brand new uh, like the new warriors is a brand new team but then they're going to bring brand new people without explaining it to anybody what this thing works so so it's basically the recipe of failure of what's going to happen so they had a character called screen time uh but the big one was these two snowflake and space uh, and safe space because uh uh, snowflake okay let me see what what the description says okay here we go it says Snowflake and Safe Space are the twins, uh, and their names are very similar to the uh, to Screen Times. Uh, let's see. No, here we go. Safe Space is a big, burly, sort of stereotypical jock. He can create force fields, uh, but he can only trigger uh, tr- trigger them when protecting somebody else. Snowflake is by bi- is non-binary and goes by they it's they slash them, and has uh, the power to generate individual crystallized snowflake shaped uh, shurikens. And then I was like thinking to myself, "Wow, so you're going, so you're making a, you 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 decide to make a, a non-binary character without the input of anybody for for non like non-binary, like you know, for like uh, for non-binary people, and you're just gonna just introduce that in there with no context whatsoever, like uh, uh, like at all, like like was there any kind of conversation before this is going to be? Because that kind of that could essentially be." taken the wrong way quite fast uh quite fast you know so i did i'm like oh snowflake yeah <laughs> yes yeah so i don't know what happened to this i was just like when i started seeing this i was like okay i i just i just can't i can't, I, I i just thought actually i think i just stopped reading uh marvel i completely stopped reading marvel from it because i was just like they're not wanting to put in the time they don't want to put in the time to create new characters they're not wanting to uh they're not wanting to explain these weird storylines that you're starting to put in and then the, and then this is just quite evident that they're just wanting to uh they're just wanting to recycle the characters that they currently have but then not uh and not give any kind of meaning like uh meaning towards them like like somehow marvel miraculously made it possible for me to hate captain marvel so like like i just i couldn't stand like any of this nonsense that uh, that they're doing but uh yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i had not heard about that yeah if you're doing a new a new team of like brand new characters one that's just that's a tall order when you already have so many existing characters that people have no idea who they are mm-hmm. why don't you develop those first before you try to do this flavor of the week tumblr appeasal for people that already feel marginalized and now you're just like here but can you take our money <laughs> no no yeah like people want representation that's solid read early luke cage or power man oh god no current <laughs> You know, yeah. like there, there, there is a learning curve, and granted, there's some decades in that time frame, mm-hmm. but we don't have an excuse now. We really don't. No. Like we, we don't, and there's, it's not hard to make something good that showcases a variety of people that are reading the comic and that are within the context of the comic world. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not hard, and. I don't know if it's just, and actually this can be applied to just companies in general mm-hmm. being afraid of that creativity because they, they want to please both sides and they wonder why it fails. They say, Oh, diversity doesn't work. And it's like, no, it's just because you're 
you're picking the worst parts of these opposing sides to prove your point, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And you're not really investing in the side that would actually support you and back it. So you're just dipping your toe in. Well, I'll, I'll do this. Like, we'll, we'll call this character they, them, but we'll draw them in this certain way that is very either stereotypical or already is promoting these generalizations that people might have. It's like, you're just seeing, you're seeing rhetoric on a page versus a new character who also has this backstory, but we'll get there. We will get there. Mm-hmm. We don't need to rush through this and just say, slap it on Buzzfeed, Marvel's first non-binary, blah, blah, blah. Click here, everybody freak out and it gets shared and there's people praising it and hating it. And it's like, but did we, did we read it? Did we, did we take the time mm-hmm. when we created this to say, let's do something that is thoughtful and works. And that way, the people that are open-minded and that are ready for something like that can enjoy it. You know, the naysayers are always going to have, they're always going to have that. Don't even cater to that. Right. And it's fear of lost dollars at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And then the other part is more internal. It's like, well, we don't have anyone that can write this perspective. Well, that sounds like a problem for you and you should readjust your hiring and your writing and your colorist and your, you know, everyone that's involved in making a character. It's not just one person. Like this isn't the one man Stan Lee show in 1962. Mm, Very much so. Yeah. There's a lot more involvement and that's what makes a good, well-rounded character. But would you really Uh, specifically say, I mean, I guess it's not really necessarily specifically with Marvel, because I kind of feel it's kind of the same way all around, except for indies, not as much, but like overall, your thought of ethnic and gender representation in comics, you feel like that's what it is? It's just that they just need to show that level of diversity on the back end as well of like, you know, trans, yeah, transgender, transgender writers, uh, uh, different ethnicity for like, you know, uh, for uh, uh, ethnicities towards the, in the big two, I guess, mostly because like I said, indie's not as much of a problem uh, comparatively, but uh, like sure. that kind of thing that would kind of, that would, that would improve the deal that actually will show that level of storytelling that that that, that seems like a DC and Marvel is missing that kind of makes you want to get back into it. <clears throat> yeah, to to make a well-rounded character that is unfortunately trailblazing. For, and again, I'm just talking about the big two because that's that's the visibility. Mm-hmm. You know, Image is doing stuff. Dark Horse is doing stuff. All these other houses are doing stuff, but it's not the same visibility and they already are are catering to a different type of comic reader so if we're looking at our big two that's where we can see a a push in the in the mainstream for hey not everybody looks like steve rogers steve you're doing great but let's also have xyz and with writers that are tackling something like that here's the thing most writers started out as readers and if you're reading something that's like, you know, this is really cool. I, I would love to see this type of reaction. Or if this character had this feature, um, I mean, Miss Marvel was such a success mm-hmm. because look at the team behind her. Oh, uh, yeah. G. Like Willow Wilson. And uh, yeah, originally. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would think that they would actually want more of that. But you would th- like, mm-hmm. when did that happen? Like, was that... F- I want to say three, four years ago. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, mm-hmm. and it but it doesn't feel like that they that they kind of learned from that at all. It just seems like they they've just they just said, "Oh wow, this was a smashing hit," and they left it at that. It's like that's the one hit wonder that uh that uh the I mean I mean now Kamala Khan is an established character in the Marvel universe, but in just mm-hmm. less than five years, it's like that shows that it that, that it works. That shows that it, that stuff like that really helps when people have their have their point of view in the le- in the comics to uh, uh to go with this, but it's like what yeah. the like what they got lazy. The hell? yeah they got incredibly lazy like uh, towards this, and I think like I said, this new warriors thing is a slap in the face for anybody who 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 saw this, and I'm not gonna be I'm not. Uh, going to knock anyone that bought the book and likes it but i just think overall like the way the way i look at it is that it it could truly be offensive 
like uh like how like what 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 they were trying to do with this kind of thing so uh, uh, for the for the uh, like, it seems like an easy cash grab because, like I said, I think it's mostly probably people may not have read the book, but they see the they see the logo. Oh, first non-binary character and stuff like that. It's like it's uh, it's just a it's just a uh, clickbaity kind of thing. So, oh, yeah, I don't know. And they're not even the first one, right? Either, but the, <laughs> you know, that's that's going to be pushed because it's it's again it's visibility with miss marvel it worked it was a collective team it was a process mm -hmm. also at the time of her development this is looking at like 2013 mm -hmm. that was really like peak mcu time mm -hmm. so i feel like as a as a complete studio house marvel got lazy because they're like we're we're going to get our money and we're going to give people what they are seeing on the screens that have previously never read books and that's not to like detract or take away from any new fans but when you are just doing the, the bare minimum for a certain type of readership that you're trying to get versus just a good story is a good story for people that are just stepping in or the people that have been reading for decades mm -hmm. or people that maybe stopped and you want to get that readership sparked up again that's what will take it wow. miles morales same thing these are all characters that had their time versus a brand new team with what sounds like a handful of new characters. We don't, we have no basis to go on. There's no time to develop all of them. When the X-Men first came out five, <laughs> yeah. it takes time. You know, it's not until, you know, almost 15 years later, we get giant size and it's like, okay. And then it was just storm Colossus nightcrawler mm -hmm. three at a time. You, it's a, it's a slow integration, especially with all of these teams that have more to them beyond I am, I am the hero, mm -hmm. and that is that. Well, I mean, like X Men kind of has shouldn't have uh, has like they really don't have any kind of excuse on why it's so bad. Like right now, I, I haven't have you read a recent X Men? I, I don't even know. Like, the like House almost, of X, Powers of X. Okay, how how old is that? Two a year ago? Two years ago? Yeah, I think it's about a year. <laughs> okay. So I never, I never, I don't even know what happened with that. Like, I, like, like, uh, was it good or? I I would recommend. It was okay. How's this power of X? I'll take it. I'll put that in the in the lines. But like, I, I mean, like, X Men is about like, I mean, it it's a school. Well, theoretically, it's about a, I mean, a school of training other mutants to you know, to, uh, and then also training them to learn how to ex uh, to coexist with humans. Like you're telling me throughout this whole time period, because I remember they tried with uncanny when they tried to split with all new X Men and uh, Uncanny X Men. They had two different schools, two different groups of people of new of new mutants and stuff that they were adding into it. And then they, but then they never like they never really used them at the end. Uh, at the end, like Ava, who was a time who who basically uses time bubbles and gold balls and stuff like that. Like it was uh they were they were uh, they were amping them up, but like they. You're telling me that like throughout this whole time they still haven't found like you know new characters or new or someone that would be like like uh, that could be like in the mantles of like you know the possibility of you know its own separate team or strength strengths of the of the own different uh, uh, set of teams and stuff because like when all new X Men was going in the direction that they were making Laura uh, uh, Laura Kenny and Angel were together you know as an item and stuff and like I was thinking like okay cool it's gonna be a new brand new different kind of aspect of a team that we haven't seen like that kind of weird pairing but then they they that mm -hmm. just got shut down and i'm just like what is going like why <laughs> what's going on man <laughs> it's like uh so but yeah so i mean yeah. huh. i don't know i'm just saying like I, i'm just saying that they need to like i feel like they need to kind of yeah they just need to kind of see where they go i, I i'm open to for change i will ch i'll definitely check that story out that you just said and uh see see what i think about it but uh, yeah, but other than that, uh, but other than, <laughs> I guess rant over a Marvel, Marvel specifically, but like, uh, 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 are there any, are there any good indies that you've been, uh, that you would also recommend or the, uh, to, to uh, read like from image? Yeah, yeah. I would say, uh, probably my year other than saga. Cause I think we talked about saga oh, once God. upon a time. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm always singing its praises. Uh, -huh. uh but snot girl. Oh, snot Love girl. It. Yeah. Love it. That's Brian Lee O'Malley, isn't it? Like, uh, dude yeah, from Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Is that still going? I didn't even know it was still going. That's cool. It's it's on a weird hiatus, mm -hmm. kind of. It's like I think the last issue came out like the, the uh, 
four month gap from the previous one. Oh, so okay. it's it's just on a weird schedule, but it's not. It's I mean, not saga's really been going on. It's been over a year. Yeah, saga's yeah. been going on since That's, like 2014 or so. Yeah, it's really um, cool. I need it to back, come back like right away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're waiting on. Oh, I guess I can. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> See, but, uh, it's crazy because you, you you forget about the outside world when mm-hmm. you're inside. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. That's why we can't go outside. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, Snot Girl is a beautiful symphony of vapid things that I love to laugh at and mm. notice done in such a, a cutting and biting way mm. that is just an absolute enjoyment every time I read an issue. You know, the art's beautiful. The story is ever evolving. So I don't I don't really know what's going to happen. And that doesn't happen often in comics. Usually mm. it's either a pretty linear, good point A to point B. Or it's, oh, crossover, and it's this, and then it's so convoluted, you can't keep track of what's happening. So that would be, like, the bad. I don't know what's going to happen next. Mm. But it's like, oh, can we find out a little bit more within the storyline, and then a little bit more? So I'm I'm invested as a as a reader, and I would definitely suggest it. And it's not a huge one to tackle. Uh, you know, a lot of people are uh, intimidated about like, something even as just standards, like, oh, Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man. Well, you've got decades of stuff if you want to get like that that full scope of you know all the things all the things that he's been through. Mm-hmm. So that can be a little intense. But with a run, twenty something, twelve issues right now, twelve or thirteen uh, maybe in total. I, I was assuming because like, Snot Girl, Snot Girl was uh, came out what two years ago, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think it's been two years. So like not not crazy. Like you could get a collection i don't know if she has released um uh yeah there, like, there's there's three there should be about three trade paperbacks by now i believe no but you're right it's uh they, they said the most recent one was march of 2020 so that was number 15 wow okay yeah so 15 like, okay that's not a huge investment at, at all like you could take a day when there's nothing going on and you could pour through you know that whole storyline I love Image Comics, though. Image Comics trades are, like, the best idea. It's, like, $10 for the first trade, and it's, like, what, 15 or mm-hmm. something for the next one? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely agree. Yeah. Man, I need to get back. I really want to get back into comic book reading, but it's, like, I just don't even know what my series to start with anymore or anything that, that, that came out. Uh, although, after I watched The Old Guard on Netflix, I was, like, oh, man, I need to start seeing some of these really cool stuff from Greg Rucka again. So, so that's cool. nice that's definitely i watch cool. um if if i'm feeling bored with what my my current reading list is and if i'm not rereading you know some of the, those og storylines mm. um i watch comic tropes a lot mm. um he's a youtuber he does some really cool deep dives that i can i can just watch over and over again with his, his commentary and his research is is just enough and i feel like he gives a really um warm i guess vibe to everything Mm because there's you know that stereotype of the the standoffish know-it-all comic book person right and you know he he does a really great job of uh, especially long-running things that are uh, digestible and it's a way for people to kind of get a full scope of um a more long-standing either writer artist uh colorist inker you know, all he breaks down all port, uh, all parts of the industry, so it's not just like oh, a character, right? So. No, I mean, you got to commend people like that because, like, to be able to be doing things like that and just to be up to date. Oh my god! Because like the one I, I I've heard of comic trope, never never watched them, but I did. Uh, yeah. But I did use uh, comic books explained. Uh, that guy has well, he has mm-hmm. now a crew. He used to be doing this stuff himself, but then just doing these crazy in dive in dive depths of these stories. It's just. It's, it is it, it's amazing so no, I'll definitely i'll definitely give him credit uh, cre- credit where the credit's due on that so yeah, yeah. you know the one thing i, I will I, I wanted to bring this up though too because it's funny the one thing i was like oh i've been really re- i've been missing recently is you your reactions or when you're playing uh mortal kombat <laughs> like 
Like it is so funny. I was like how 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 totally involved that you get inside that game. It's kind of it's it's so scary sometimes. I'm like, Jesus, she is really diving in. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I've I've been meaning to do to do more. Um, I kind of fell off the wagon when I uh, <laughs> went completely opposite from the most like intensely violent uh, uh-huh. to the most passive of of playing The Sims. So I rediscovered <laughs> The Sims. <laughs> wow, you went through a full like one eighty spectrum. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, I might rip a spine today. And then tomorrow I'll be like, oh, can I level up my career aspirations? <laughs> <laughs> you might as well treat like uh, Mortal Kombat, like the fight club of The Sims. It's like, you just go down. <laughs> so basically, wow. Listen, that has merit. That really but, does. Uh, yeah, I should I should jump, jump back in because it is fun. And people are like, oh, you should do like Twitch. I'm like, that's literally all I've got. Like I'm, I would be the magician that like just pulls the rabbit out of the hat and they're like, Oh great. Next trick. And I'm like, grab it again. <laughs> it's like, you never seen this before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you're going like- to, you could be a Sim slash mortal Kombat streamer. That's what you, that's what you could be classified all, uh, as, you know, Sim slash mortal Kombat streamer and, uh, and occasional cosplay making. I don't know. This, I mean, it's possible. You'll, you'll, yeah. ne- you'll necessarily need to be playing everything. You just need to play, you play what you like to play and then just, just, uh, just stream it. Cause like, I always wonder that too. Cause the way you stream, like the way you record your Mortal Kombat, I'm like wondering, like, why isn't she streaming, <laughs> uh, streaming this? <laughs> it's like, it would be nice. This, this setup too. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't feel like getting an account. Oh, and I've got to set up my, my thing. I'm like, ah, this is too, I'm right. Instagram live. <laughs> Drinks, you ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> simple and fast and easy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah, well, well, we'll yeah, perfect. Well, sir, Molly Cosby, thank you so much for stopping by with us. I really appreciate it. Um, would you like to uh, plug in anything? Uh, plug plug in while uh, while while I have you. Um. No, uh, my Instagram is, is my my main source to uh, post all my my hijinks, in, including Mortal Kombat Live. <laughs> um, all my costumes and things like that. I'll post progress pictures when I am working um, in my story. So I'm pretty active. Drop me a line. My, my message box is always open and yeah, stay safe, stay, uh, stay socially active, fight the good fight. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal guys. Thank you so much. And thank you to real special. Thanks to us. Uh, uh, our guests, uh, ceremony cosplay. I really appreciate you heard to spend some time with us. Uh, guys, thank you so much for stopping by listening to pod, uh, pop culture gems. We will be back again on another time. You can definitely check us, uh, uh, check us out either on YouTube or on any podcast services, uh, uh like Apple podcast, Google podcast, or Stitcher radio, what have you, uh, or if you want to just check the main source of everything that we do, just go to our main website, confreaksandgeeks.com to check out everything in one awesome, awesome spot. So this is Davis signing off and y'all take it easy.